one. Boom, chakalaka. It is a beautiful Tuesday, uh, at least for our part of the world. And today we have somebody from across the pond talking about Tantra. Don't know much about it, but we are going to learn today. Y'all get ready. Practicing polyamory, real life perspectives from the imperfect people of polyamory. The mission of the Practicing Polyamory podcast is to provide a platform for all of the real-life, flawed humans that practice polyamory so that we might all learn from one another and grow as a community. Enjoy the show. All right, here we go. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the show. Before we jump in, I just want to quickly thank everybody once again, everybody who subscribed on YouTube, where you can now find the show at youtube.com slash practicing polyay. You can also find us everywhere on social media at practicing polyay. So no matter what social media you prefer, we're probably there. And if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast app, would really love if you could subscribe and leave a review wherever it is that you download. If you're gaining value, if you're enjoying the show, please drop us a line. Let us know so we can show up higher on those search results. And as always, I want to remind you, if you are listening to this podcast, you are a welcome guest on the show. If you're actively polyamorous, polyam curious, or if you're a professional serving the polyamorous com community, we want to hear your story. If you're disabled, BIPOC, pan, bi, demi, gay, straight, sex worker, kinkster, queer, lesbian, trans, NBA, ace, arrow, whatever it is, we want to hear your story. The more stories we hear, the more, the more the world learns about us, the more representation we have, the better we can serve our community. All right. That's it for that, ladies and gentlemen. Now let's get on with the show. Today's guest has spent the last decade studying, practicing, and exploring many different aspects of health, happiness, and sexuality. She is a qualified nutritional advisor, psychosexual therapist, and certified tantric journey educator, and has been facilitating tantra workshops since 2016. Some of the things tantra can do is help people overcome sexual dysfunction, expand a person's capacity for pleasure, release tension from the body, and even overcome trauma. Couples, throuples, foursomes, and moresomes can use these treatments to connect more deeply, improve intimacy and lovemaking, and learn techniques to heal and pleasure each other. I'm excited to learn all about Tantra today, and I hope you are too. Joining us from across the pond out of North Yorkshire in the UK, welcome to the show, Tatiana Aitkins. <laughs> We're excited. Tatiana, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. <clears throat> it, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. Thank you so much, as always. Um, tell me a little bit about Tantra. I don't know very much about it. Like the only uh, the only time that I've seen it is, is in movies, right? I think of, of American Pie. I can't remember uh, the guy's name, but the one that sleeps with Stifler's mom, he like practices Tantra in part two and like saves his orgasm for like the whole entire movie until he gets to uh, sleep with her again. Sorry, spoiler alert, anybody who hasn't seen it. So like, it's probably a terrible representation, but tell me more about what Tantra is. Explain it to me like I'm, you know, 18 years old, you know, because I'm probably going to need to be 18 to know about it. Yeah, so there's different definitions and ways of looking at Tantra. And originally, it was a religion and a philosophy that came out of the Indian subcontinent that were practiced mm -hmm. hundreds of years ago. 
And as it came to the West in more recent times, it became much more focused on sexuality. So what we in the West now call Tantra tends to be the so-called Neo-Tantra, which is Mm. focused more on sexuality, on feeling pleasure, better orgasms, and there's different types. There's so-called White Tantra that focuses more on meditation, visualization. There's Pink Tantra, which is focused on interactions with other people in terms of giving and receiving touch, asking clearly for what you want, stating your boundaries. And then there's a red tantra, which is more intimate, which might be a yoni massage or a lingam massage, yoni being the Sanskrit for vagina and lingam being the Sanskrit for penis. So there's different interpretations and you might go to three different tantric workshops and have very different experiences. So it's good to check in and see what's on offer. Got it. Yeah. Well, speaking of what's on offer, uh, which of these Tantra types do you practice or teach or is it all all types? Yeah, it's a mixture. So in the individual sessions that I give, I work with a lot of people with sexual dysfunction and sexual trauma. So it's very hands on. And part of the session is giving touch and helping people to connect more with their bodies. But I also do that with using other tools such as meditation and mindfulness and communication tools. So it's a mixture. And in the workshops as well, it's mostly Pink Tantra working with groups of people that are wanting to learn to explore their bodies, feel more pleasure, connect more with some of the tools like using breath, sound, movement, um, but again, I use different different tools for different things. Now, I'm really curious about what all of that looks like or feels like. Would you kind of give me an explanation of, you know, if I was to sign up for one of your workshops, uh, what what does that look like? Like, uh, is it a, a day long, an hour long? Uh, how long is it? And what's the what's the process? What are, what are the steps that we take? Yeah, it's a good question. So when my husband and I started running the workshops, we started with just two hour long workshops and they were introductory workshops. So people would come in and we'll do a little bit of meditation and connecting from the heart and learning to ask for what they want and anything up to weekend retreats where we go a little bit deeper and we can address some of the issues that people have around sexual shame and holding the space as safely as possible for people to be able to go and address some of these things that it's not possible to address in a two-hour workshop or a day-long workshop. So having a longer weekend retreat really enables people to go deeper into themselves and access some of those painful parts and also to have fun and a lot Mm. of fun and a lot of enjoyment as well. It's not just about healing trauma. Nice. So in one of those workshops, let's say a two hour one, does it start with meditation immediately or kind of what what's the like step by step of what a two hour would look like? So we would normally start with a sharing circle where we'd invite everyone to go around and share their name and one or two words about how they feel. 
and then we may have a short meditation and then we may invite people to get up and start walking around and part of tantra is learning to connect more with the body through Mm -hmm. the use of breath and through the use of the five senses so we may do some exercises around connecting with the five senses Mm -hmm. it may be by walking around the room we may invite people to uh, use sight to see what they can see Mm -hmm. hearing to see what they can hear inviting people to tune in to something they may not have noticed before and something they can smell, something they can say, something they can touch, really getting people to start to come into the present moment, into the body, into the now, and also focusing on the breath, because focusing on the breath can really help to bring people into the present moment. So we may do that, and then we may invite people to get into pairs, and people to get and get into pairs would normally demonstrate and exercise first and we do some simple exercises so some eye gazing maybe putting some hands on hearts but before we do that we always explain that there's nothing that anyone has to do to make sure that the space is as safe as it can be and then some of the simple exercises that we may do with participants is invite one to ask for something that they may want such as uh, asking oh please would you stroke my hand and to invite the other one to feel into themselves to see if that's something that's okay for them. And if it is, to go ahead and give the kind of touch that's been requested for a couple of minutes and then swap over and then have a short sharing about how the exercise was for them. And then after that, we may do another meditation or a short sharing circle to finish, some questions and answers. Every group was a little bit different. So in some groups, we are focused on some issues around nudity, whether people are Mm. comfortable or not, how it was for them growing up. In longer workshops, we start running closing optional workshops to help people get rid of that shame around being naked or around body image. Mm. So lots, lots and lots of different things that we do around sexuality. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I appreciate, you know, kind of the walkthrough. I really hadn't had no idea of what it might look like. So um, I appreciate you sharing all of that. Now, one of the things that you mentioned while you were explaining the process was that you break people up into pairs. Um, I assume, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, generally, you know, you were talking about couples being uh, in in a Tantra session together, but being that we're on the Practicing Polyamory show, and you are a uh, poly-friendly provider, you know, does it matter if we come in in a a group of three, right? If we're a triad, uh, are we going to be having these paired off moments with somebody that is not part of our triad? Are we going to be, you know, expected to go some with someone else, a stranger? Uh, are, are you putting strangers together the whole time so that you're not just sticking to the people that you already know? Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a good question. So first of all, we don't put anyone into pairs. The participants choose themselves who they pair up with and you also asked me about an introductory two-hour workshop so we would normally start with pairs there in the longer workshops yes we invite people to work in groups and groups of threes and fours and sometimes more so when people are working in groups we also teach the tools for 
checking in with the other members of the group and making sure that people are only giving and receiving the kind of touch that each one of them is comfortable with and also teach tools for people to say pause or stop to something that they don't want or what to do if something's happening and they no longer want the touch. Mm. So we do move up to larger size groups, but we start with smaller groups because it's it's an easier way to learn some of the tools. Got it. Now, it's not all about, uh, I don't know, connecting with the with the sexual spirit or it's not all about that. Is that right? Or or is it basically like it's all around sexuality? A lot of modern Tantra is around sexuality, but of course, it's much more than that. Mm -hmm. Because by by learning to connect with the body, we become much more aware of what's alive in us and what's happening within us. And also with these workshops and the individual sessions as well, it's a really great way to start to learn to check in with yourself as to what's okay for you, what's not okay for you, what does a yes feel like? What does a no feel like? How do you ask for something that you want? And these tools are wonderful tools for anyone in a polyamorous relationship or monogamous relationship or even just day-to-day tools. So it's it's much more than just dealing with sexuality. It's actually everything that's applicable to mm-hmm. modern life. As well as Tantra also has a wonderful philosophy, which is very positive in terms of seeing the divine consciousness and everything and everyone mm-hmm. if that appeals and if it doesn't it's still a wonderful practice yeah yeah it, uh, one of the things that you keep saying is that you know being in that present moment focusing on the breath being present being present uh and being aware of of that connection uh you know constantly being aware of it i i, I really appreciate that because i know for myself i find myself worrying about all things that you know, have yet to pass, right? And uh, today, Junior. <laughs> exactly. I want to be able to focus on today, right now. Uh, you know, and and do that much better. Um, are there have there been experiences where you know we're, we're you are doing one of these tantra sessions, whether it's a two hour one or 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 a longer one, and somebody has an experience and i guess my my real question is what kinds of other issues have come out that are not necessarily strict strictly sexuality but since we are tuning into ourselves uh or your your, you know your clients are tuning into themselves what's an instance where something has come up that wasn't just strictly sexual just something new something interesting that maybe was unexpected for you yeah I understand and of course working with the body even if we're focusing on sexuality the truth is I never know (laughs) what's going to happen in an individual session or a workshop so everyone is different and what can happen is that people can remember some childhood experiences that they've forgotten or something can come up that's totally not related to sexuality or it may be that people have some insights or breakthroughs around something with their family or their work and not anything to do with sexuality at all so um it is a 
well, maybe not surprise me. I've seen people have quite strong reactions in terms of crying and have quite strong mm -hmm. emotional releases and experiences when when things have come up for them and things have started moving. Maybe something that's been stuck in the body for years or decades sometimes. So it's always quite beautiful to witness when that happens. And like I said, I never know <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things, right? It's kind of a... a throw a dart and see what happens but I'm really <laughs> curious uh you've been doing this for so long you've been uh whether teaching or practicing you've been a part of 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 tantra for for quite some time I want if you don't mind if if, if you could share a story like I want to hear maybe like one of the most life-changing or one of the most memorable you know just one of these sessions that just really stands out to you feel free to you know obviously change names or, or whatever details but but if you could tell me like a, a story of just a really powerful moment that uh really sticks out for you through all of these sessions that you've either taught or been a part of mm, yeah it's a good question so the one example that comes to mind is an individual session that I had that was very powerful. And I had a client who came in and this client had not given or received touch for, for many, many years. And that client wasn't sure if they would ever be able to enjoy touch, whether they would ever feel aroused again, they'd lost touch with their arousal, their sexuality, and they felt very shy of receiving touch. So I went very slowly and it took a couple of hours to build up to just having some touch hand to hand. And then I saw this wonderful transformation over the course of the next couple of hours where the client started to share a lot of things that had been repressed for this particular person in terms of fantasies that they'd never shared with anyone and in terms of experiences that they wanted to have. And, and by the end of the session, this person was having wonderful full body orgasms that were very powerful. And to see a transformation in a sh fairly short space of time from someone that was not comfortable rece receiving touch to someone that was feeling so much pleasure and enjoyment and having these wonderful orgasms going through the body was quite powerful to to witness. That sounds amazing. I, I imagine that that was life-changing for her. I surrender to your will. <laughs> I imagine that was, that was life-changing for her, yes? Yes, this person left very happy and at a later date came back for another session just uh -huh. to make sure it wasn't a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they really, they really were still in touch with their sexual energy in the body and that everything was working fine in that regard. And, and, you know, they again had wonderful experiences and wonderful full body orgasms and they're very pleased with the experience. 
Nice. And and now they are comfortable with touch. Um, and I, I got to ask this because my curious mind is just going to keep racing. Was Did this person have a partner with them uh, that was providing the orgasms or was were they giving them to themselves? How, how did I'm just if if that's OK, I don't, I don't know if that's like taboo. And please educate me if it is. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, please ask. And it's another good question. In terms of uh, whether it was a couple session, no, this person came in as an individual. Sometimes couples come together and I work with couples and the um, orgasms happens through receiving touch from me because I work with the body. I work with the energy in the body. I work with the lingam massage, which can, which can help to raise sexual energy in the body. And then I help the person to move that energy through the body. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, so that did happen. Uh, and they were able to experience the, the, the touch. They were able to, to be touched, which they hadn't been in years. They were able to experience these orgasms. And then, uh, I don't know, do, do you, did you keep in touch with this person for a long time? Are they able to now experience touch with other partners and just other, other people in the rest of their lives? I don't know. I don't keep in touch with clients unless they want to get in touch with me and, and give me some feedback. So I don't know. Gotcha. Gotcha. That was, I, I, I love it. I love the idea that you are uh, really, I mean, that that's a life changing thing. That really is a life changing experience. Uh, I don't have that trauma, but there are many people who do have that trauma. And one of the things that I actually said in, in the intro, one of the things that, that you, you mentioned on your website is that practicing Tantra can actually help someone overcome these types of traumas and be more receptive to touch. I, I, I just think that it's a wonderful thing and you are really changing lives. Mm. <laughs> so, um, Wow, very, very cool. Um, what else? What, what One of the things that I messed up on, on another uh, interview was I simply did not know what kinds of questions I should be asking. So tell me, what kinds of questions do people have about Tantra before they get started? Uh, what types of questions should I ask someone if I want to, uh, if I want to explore Tantra for myself? Okay, so one of the first questions may be, what do you mean by Tantra? <laughs> okay. Because the answer may really, the answers may really vary. Um, and then, yeah, I guess it just depends on what it is that you're wanting to get out of it. In terms mm -hmm. of the questions that people ask me when I'm working with clients, a lot of it is around how do I increase the amount of pleasure that I feel in the body? How do I start to be able to move sexual energy through the body? I have a lot of specific questions around sexual dysfunction, such as erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation. And then when it comes to working with couples, couples often ask me, how do we improve the intimacy between us? Mm -hmm. How do we improve the lovemaking between us? So that that kind of thing. And the answers to those questions are 
take a session. Let's do two hours. Let's do all of these different exercises, touching and stroking, stroking each other's hands and doing all of these different things. Uh, is, is that basically the answer to those questions or are there other answers? Yeah, every session is different. So I check in with each client and find out a little bit of background in terms of mm -hmm. how long have they had the issues they've been experiencing or a little bit more around the specifics of what it is that they're wanting to learn or to experience. And with couples, a little bit more detail in terms of, well, how has the lovemaking been for them to this point, what they're actually doing and what it is that they're wanting to learn. And then I structure each session differently depending on what it is that the clients are wanting to learn or to experience. So it, it, they can look quite different. Yes, each each couple or each polycule, each whatever is going to be different. So each of their needs are going to be different. You actually tailor each session to fit that that person, that uh, couple, that thruple whatever number of people to fit their needs so each one is very very uh tailored is what it sounds like yeah there's a general structure but it changes depending on what the person wants uh, even from even from session to session we may look at different things so for example in one session we may focus on like, releasing trauma and the next session we may focus on feeling more pleasure in the body or another session we may focus on communication skills and saying no to something that you don't want and how to say no which is important in trauma working with trauma and also in polyamory and dealing with different relationships that we have mm -hmm. uh communication is so important absolutely is communication 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 over and over and over again um that kind of leads me to ask how many sessions do people usually have with you? Uh, is it very often that they just have one session and then that's it? The, the story that you told, it seemed like uh, that person came back maybe twice to make sure that the first time wasn't a fluke. Uh, is it usually like a one session and that's it? Or is it uh, typically like five, six, 10 sessions or once monthly for a while how does that usually work yeah all of those some people come for just one session and they find that either it's enough to learn the tools that they wanted to learn or perhaps that they came in and they had an experience and they may not want that experience again in terms of they they got what they wanted out of the session some people come every month and others come once every few months. So it depends. Some people come for one, two sessions. Others come for anything from like three to five, seven, eight. And I've had clients that have been for quite a few sessions on a more or less monthly basis. The ones that come on that uh, regular basis, the ones that come, you know, once a month or so, what is it that they are typically looking for it seems like the ones that come once or twice they're they're really looking to solve a problem and once you give them that solution it's like all right cool peace thank you but the ones that come more regularly what are they looking for some are looking for ways to enhance the amount of pleasure and relaxation that they can feel in their bodies 
some of them are on a bit of a tantric journey where they're looking to keep deepening that journey by learning new tools or practicing the techniques that they have learned. Some people are watching the sessions to experience connection. Some people live on their own and they have the sessions to connect with themselves and receive touch and therapeutic touch. So again, it varies. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was just curious on on why somebody would uh, keep coming uh, coming back over you know over the course of several months if they weren't looking to to solve a specific problem. I I I think of it kind of like massage, right? People go to a massage because it just it feels really nice, and I imagine that they're getting pleasure satisfaction there is tantric massage as well isn't that right yeah that's right and there's different types of tantric massage so there's the type that is more erotic which is tends to be where the practitioner is unclosed and it's yeah it's more of an erotic session Mm -hmm. and there's a more therapeutic type which is what i offer so one isn't better than another necessarily I tend to work more with tools that can access trauma and move that out of the body. And I work with pleasure and eroticism as a tool for healing. So that's perhaps the difference between, between the two types. Nice. I like it. I like it. I've, I've seen uh, in our, you know, polyam circles and in conversations that there are groups of people that do get together for Tantra. And it's definitely something that has piqued my interest. I haven't quite gotten myself to show up to it yet, but um, I appreciate the the education today. Uh, I really like that idea of just connecting more uh, with myself, connecting more with, uh, with my partner. If, you know, I have a partner going with me, um, the group session just seems like like it could be a lot of um, deep introspective work and uh, and and really kind of reconnecting with whatever sexual energies might even be repressed or just looking to expand. So it sounds like uh, like it would be a lot of fun, um, Tatiana. For our listening audience specifically, uh, make sure that you spell it out or, or, or explain it in a way that people can uh, listening to the podcast can understand. How can people get in touch with you if they want to work with you? Okay, so you can have a look on my website, www.tantricbodywork. That's T-A-N-T-R-I-C, body, B-O-D-Y, work w-o-r-k dot co dot uk or just google my name and probably i'll come up perfect perfect and uh the last thing any final thoughts final words uh of wisdom or advice that you would want to share uh with the audience just a last parting note yeah sure so One important aspect of the work that I do both in individual sessions and groups is talking about sexual health, which is also very relevant for people in polyamorous relationships in terms because that's often something that's not talked about. So it's really wonderful to help people give the tools and overcome any shame 
around talking about these subjects. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tatiana. It has been a lot of fun uh, and very educational. I appreciate your time as always. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye -bye. And thank you as always to our live audience for tuning in today. As a reminder, when we're live, you get no commercial interruptions, but the same cannot be said for those podcast downloads. So if you want to avoid the commercial interruptions, be sure to catch us live Monday through Wednesday, 2.30 Pacific time. Or sign up for Patreon where you're, you'll get access to our commercial-free RSS feed and support the show. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and wherever you uh, download your podcast. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review. We'll really appreciate it. Thank you all so much. And as always, have a nice day. Thank you for tuning in to the Practicing Polyamory podcast. Would you or someone in your polycule like to be a guest? Sign up at practicingpolyamory.com and join the conversation. Please support us by subscribing, liking, and following us on social media at Practicing Polya by clicking any of the affiliate links on our website or by subscribing at Patreon.